welcome back to the Stu Simpson Show podcast. And we're continuing the theme of the Camino de Santiago. I met some amazing people on my little journey. And one of the most beautiful and incredible and talented people that I met on the journey was a man called Patrick. Hello, Patrick. It's been ages. How are you? That's me. Hello, Stu. Yeah, I'm, I'm very well. And it's, I, you think I'm talented. Like, I, I gave you the guitar that I was carrying from, all the way from Crete. And I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm feeling this. And you pick this up and you absolutely shredded on this thing. So <laughs> yeah. it was, it was a cute little, it was a lovely little pink guitar. It was very, it felt like the, the, um, it was like, great. Give the gay man a pink guitar. <laughs> it <was> like, <laughs> yes. Hey, it was meant for me. <laughs> I was straight guy. Absolutely. So, pink's not just for puffs anymore. <laughs> it's for everybody. Um, everybody. Yeah. So how you been? Um, I've been good. I mean, we, we've had a bit of an exchange over the past, like, couple of months. Um, yeah, covering the post-Camino blues, which, um, has been a consistent theme within conversations among many of my fellow pilgrims who have come back to life and realized that they're actually at a crossroads, mm. um, life that, you know, they left, um, prior to doing the Camino de Santiago is, it's just different. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I'm I'm no different from from them or you. It has been a pretty challenging time just integrating some of the big lessons that I learned along the road. Yeah, and it's also it's I think it's difficult for for other people who know us from our post pram sorry pre Camino life, and because because we have changed. I think nearly everybody I've spoken to, the Camino has changed them in some ways. Um, mm. So, what was the reason why you decided to do the Camino in the first place? Um, so I, like many other people had seen The Way by yeah. Martin Sheen and loved it. But, you know, it was one of those things where I'd seen it and I thought, oh, that'd be great to do one day. You know, yeah. when's one day ever going to be, you know? Um, but one day came about five months before I started walking in September last year. Um, when my, my partner, Anatolia had a vision you know mm. we had this this big this big dream of walking the Camino de Santiago um or rather just going on some sort of life-changing trip and we were arming and ahhing about what that trip was going to be and where it was going to take place and we went through Sri Lanka China you know let's go to Bhutan mm. um but you know she she had um a coaching session with one of our mentors and um, took her into a meditation and all of a sudden she saw mountains and people with backpacks and yeah, she just knew that it was the Camino. And when she told me it was just an absolute full body. Yes. For me mm. to, to join as well. Cool. And um, so when you say, you, well, I assumed that everybody started in Saint-Jean, but you mentioned Crete there. Yeah. So um, I mean, for me, like it was my first time in Europe. So it wasn't just the magic of walking the Camino. It was like walking through these um, like, like powerfully historical landscapes, um, mm. which, which started in Greece and then, you know, went, went to the South of France. And then finally we, we found our way to St. Jean-Pierre-de-Port. But yeah, the first part of the trip was, was very much um, centered around visiting all the sacred sites in, in Crete and Athens and Naxos, 
Yeah, there's like three different places that claim to have the cave of Zeus and <laughs> wow. um yeah. But they're all great, you know. Yeah. So it, it sounds like it's a, it was quite a spiritual was that the, was that your reasoning for going? Was it a spiritual journey for you? Yeah, so I I grew up Catholic. Um but I Snapsies. have since Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I I've, I've since um stepped away from Catholicism um because whilst I've always had a pretty close um and I guess in somewhat um impersonal relationship with 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 Jesus um don't really talk about this very much but um I've I've had like a few kind of mystical experiences over the course of my life where he's kind of been around or appeared um and I suppose I one one of the choices that I made along the Camino was to embody the agape of Christ, you know that that all encompassing sense of love and compassion mm. that he like in his root um, was was trying to convey and and teach and share with the world. And I I wanted to use the Camino as a means of stepping more into that among like many other things. So yeah, it absolutely was a spiritual journey, and I was mm. I wasn't disappointed. Excellent. Um, it was challenging in many different ways. I mean, for myself personally, because uh, I went for spiritual reasons and also I was brought up a Catholic and there's lots of that stuff that I just needed to kind of like figure out where my relationship with all of that was. Uh, what mm. was what were the big challenges for you? Well, I'd, I'd, I'd love to hear what your challenges were, but I'm sure you've mentioned it in another interview. So I'm going to have to like have a personal interview with you. <laughs> um, but um there there were there were a number of challenges like physically i got i got the works you know oh, yeah. um it, in in all my hubris i raced up you know the pyrenees and um within um 2 hours of making our descent to ronsevais I, I had the most excruciating knee pain i'd ever had mm. and was effectively limping into ronsevais um and I, I struggled with that for the for the length of the trip like um and struggled with the the absence of you know my my partner Anatolia because she like I didn't I didn't want to be the one holding her back yeah. you know because she was fine you know she's five foot nothing and was an absolute steam engine while I was just limping my way along every <laughs> leg of the the road um and then there was obviously the blisters um I got blood blisters as well. And Oof. then I got I, two, two of them actually got infected um, and I had to take myself to Logroño and just hang out in a hotel room and kind of like just ease all of that stuff out of my feet. I'm not going to go into detail yeah. for your listeners sake, but it was pretty gory. <laughs> um, and um, finally that night, once I, 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 taking care of my blisters yeah. i i got the worst fever i think i've ever had in my life um and i'm i'm sure it was covid or yeah. something along those lines but there was that and then there were many untimely financial hits that i got along the way too so i was kind of being hit from all these different angles whilst you know anatolia was was racing ahead and having her own experiences with others and yeah i, I was really having to come face to face with whether or not I would even continue you know mm -hmm. I, I ended up going to hospital in Logroño and just 
like once they'd footed me the bill kind of went outside and just like wept yeah and that that was really my breaking point that was my my moment of okay what else what else are you going to take um because yeah. it was it was a moment of surrender too so a bit like the, uh, the dark night of the soul sort of thing absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. for sure but, but, and you, but you got through you got you went all the way to the end so so what was I it did. what was it like that managed to keep you going what kept me going mm. um a few different things um just that life is life is taking it step by step and when i i got to burgos i actually took the bus to burgos because i was so ill mm. um and i just needed to rest there a few days and i really wasn't sure if i was going to continue but um you know i'd been playing a lot of music on the street um and was living this kind of comfortable existence making a good bit of money and some staying at the different albergs and meeting new people, but something felt kind of empty. Yeah. And I just felt the road calling. And when I finally listened to that call, I said, I'm just going to walk five Ks. And then <laughs> well done, Patrick. I missed, I missed the town where I was going to stay at. And I was like, what's going on? And ended up walking 10 Ks. Yeah. Um, and that night I met the most, gorgeous people um there's this couple from from denmark um thomas and netta mm -hmm. and they became um really really wonderful friends um and thomas actually um and this is kind of the segue into my my second thing that really got me through which was music um we connected so strongly in all our experiences along the camino and beyond that he actually wrote a lot of the lyrics for what became my theme song for the Camino. Excellent. Um, yeah. So it was really fun playing that. And I, I guess after all the the pain and misery, just having these moments where I would sit down and just play, I, I would find myself surrounded by like 20, 30 people. I mean, you were, you were there for like yeah, a yeah. couple of them when we were trading, trading songs and all these yeah, people yeah, just like the, crowd the around us. Yeah. Well, me, me and my friend, Andrew kind of, we, we coined that the Patrick effect. <laughs> <laughs> It was just like, it was like, oh, wow, well, all these people just came. He's there. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> maybe, maybe you were channeling some of Jesus' agape. <laughs> yeah, come to me. I'll show you the way. Um, no, it was like, I think, yeah, I mean, as you know, it's a cliche, but music truly is a, a unifying force. And I think um, that that final thing, like the, the road is a unifying force and everyone knows the challenges you know everyone has pain in some some way shape or form be it emotional mental or physical and no one like i guess the the real pilgrims who are walking that trail like um want to make you feel any worse in fact they they want to make you like just as not comfortable but just they want to support you as much as they possibly can yeah. um and you were one of those people for me and um and many many others like when i lost my phone at osobrero mm -hmm. like in the middle of this you know hurricane that was going on up there um yeah for, for all the listeners it's this steep mountain ascent and i was just in a rage i was just fed up and i was screaming into the heavens and yeah like my poncho was blowing all over my face and that's where I, I dropped my phone at the sign saying I was in Galicia and what a welcome, like lost yeah. my phone with all my like bank details and everything else. 
Um, and I was just screaming. Um, but the number of people who I told my story to who stopped the day of walking to support me, to help give, give me internet, buy me coffee, buy, buy me lunch. Um, mm. It was truly extraordinary. And that generosity, because I couldn't actually a- access my cards, um, the cash that they gave me saw me through to the end of my Camino. So I never actually had to withdraw anything else. Wow. Yeah. So was... they, do, they did say the Camino provides. 100%. Yeah. yeah. No, but they also said, but well, it's not what you, I mentioned this with um, Tessa. If you remember Tessa, I just did a podcast, mm. which will be on next week um, for <laughs> anybody listening. Um, and she's basically saying that the, the community gives you what you need um, and not yes. exactly what you want. <laughs> definitely didn't give me what I wanted. <laughs> didn't give me what I wanted either. Give, definitely give me what I needed. But, and I've come back from it kind of going, what, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this now? <laughs> Uh, but I'm, I'm, also, uh, I'm writing a thing um, and I want to bring that to to what you're doing because I'm writing because the way I got through my Camino was um, I met Andre and I followed the German because we got on so well. And that, because of my ADHD stuff, I find it difficult to um, I, I've, I've learning difficulties when it comes to putting this stuff together and where I need to go next and planning things. Um, so I was just like, well, he's terribly German. Trust, he's really trust very, the Germans. Yeah, yeah. They're very efficient. <laughs> Let's follow the German. Um, so it's, but, not a, it's not a cliche. Every single German I met was just so sharp with all of that stuff. Astonishing. Like, it's, it's not a stereotype. That's no. just, it's just how, they, just how are. they are. Yeah, it's great. It's what I, and it's what I needed. It's not what it, yeah. it wasn't what I wanted because I was like, I'm doing this on my own and, and, and I'm doing this to get stronger and to be, a, and when I come back and prepare myself for being more independent as I get older yeah. <laughs> within three days, it was just like, I need you. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's true. Yeah. But that, that was a beautiful learning moment for me about the Camino. It's getting it, it's, uh, lots of symbols about life. Uh, yeah. And for me, it was kind of like, actually, you may feel like you're on your own, but you're never really on your own. The moment you moment you reach your hand out, somebody will grab it and they yeah. go, you're all right. Come this mm. way. So, yeah. It was weird. Yeah. The moment I said that, I kind of I looked down and there's my tattoo. <laughs> oh there it is so well, you know what he, he needed you as much as you needed him yeah as well like mm-hmm. that's the thing we think oh if like like I, i'm you know being helped by all these people how could i possibly give back and you're you're kind of forgetting all the the times where you've been that person just yeah. in a different way like sure i may not have been able to buy people dinner the way so many other people did but boy oh boy was I you know like a listening ear and you know a hug when they needed it and um yeah like a lot of the women um who I met along the Camino just articulated how safe they felt and it was kind of like what do you mean safe you know (laughs) um and of course like I understood but like it just shocked me how that wasn't common Mm. in their, their everyday experience but they felt it um and that um, for them was was a gift that you know I, like yeah. I, I felt like honored to give um you know without trying to blow my own horn it just kind of happened um yeah but I'm really grateful that I could give that gift gift back oh absolutely yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I think that's yeah. probably quite a common thing for a lot of straight men in the sense that a lot of women won't feel safe around them so it's quite it is rare for a lot of um a, a lot of, of for, for women to find a straight guy that they feel comfortable enough around to kind of just go, oh, 
he's no threat. There's no, there's, there's, he doesn't want anything from me in that sense. So that, that's quite a rare thing. But that's, but it happens to me a lot, darling. <laughs> <laughs> of course it does. For, I for mean, different reasons, though. <laughs> um, so talking of the, the, my, my project for the German, you've got a project. You've got an album. I do. Yeah, yeah. and it's coming up very soon. Well, so the recordings are going to take um, quite a bit longer before yeah. they're released on Spotify and Bandcamp and all the the different um, streaming services. Um, but I I didn't want to just sit with all of these experiences. I really wanted to integrate them. And the way I integrate experiences like yourself is through through writing songs and um, um, being creative with them. And so I set myself the challenge over the past twenty one days to complete an entire album's worth of songs to perform this weekend at um, a little venue in South Yarra called Centre Review. So I'm I'm so excited. It's the first time I've played with a band in three years. So cool. I'm grateful to the Camino for that. Yeah. Um, and just the, the rocket up my bum to just get so many more songs done than I ever would have. And, and songs that are actually important for me to experience everything that happened along my journey again. Hmm. Did you write the songs along the way? Or was it, um, or was it just ideas from what happened along the way? Um, most of them have been written here in Australia post Camino, but five of them. Yeah. I, I wrote um, while I was, while I was still walking, walking the road, there was um, uh, the, the title song, which is I'm on my way to Santiago, which is, you know, the banger, yeah. the banger, yeah, and the of banger of the track. <laughs> um, and um, then there was, you know, when I'd gotten to Pamplona and I was just so miserable, you know, this, this city where the bulls are supposed to be running and like there's tomato fights and, you know, all the other magic that Pamplona yeah. brings. And here I am just sitting with my leg propped up and just smoking cigarettes with old men because I'm just de depressed. Like my legs yeah. just ruined. I'm, I'm watching all my friends disappear. And so there was that. And then there was the fever of Lagronio. Well, then we the, had fun in Pamplona. <laughs> we had fun in Pamplona. We did. Yeah. We did. In I'm Ernest, so glad that I stayed for that reason. In Ernest Hemingway's bar. That was awesome. That was one of my favorite nights of the entire thing. Iruna. <laughs> yeah. Was that where you met Andre? No, no, I met Andre and Orison, like oh, really, like on day two, day really three, early on. yeah, like really yeah. on. So it was just kind of like, oh, we are meant to be. <laughs> I've got to see well, you. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, yeah. you also met me the night I got the fever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then oh yeah, was that, where was that again? That was in Logroño. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm trying to think if you were in in Burgos. Or whether or not you met um, the demon of Burgos, I might. I'm, I think I, I spoke to about him. Really? Who was yeah, the, demon the demon of Burgos? The, the demon of Burgos. Um, well, I think you know everyone talks about like all these amazing people that they meet along mm -hmm. the way, and you know obviously there are people who we meet who um, obviously we really don't get along with. You know, they're the person <laughs> who's been snoring for the past like twenty days right next to you, or mm. you know stuff like that. Um, but this guy just disturbed me. Um, mm. he was, he was a, a man who I believe to be in his thirties, but looked a lot older than that. He was from yeah. Wales. I, la I later found out and I arrived at the Alberg Municipal with Anatolia and Burgos already had this eerie sort of feeling for me. And I walked through the front doors 
and had my guitar with me on my back as mm. per usual. And um, I hear this voice from behind me. Ah, good. You you have guitar. Good. We start a band. And I'm like, I turn around and say, hi, hey, cool. Yeah, band. Great. And and then I before I've even finished greeting him, he pulls out his guitar and he just starts. Oh, my God. And he's looking at me like this. Yeah. Just not, not quite at me, but through me trying yeah. to like get something. Mm. And I was just what is going on here and i he kind of seemed to trail our group through the night and would mm. just roar these songs um to the point where he was making locals uncomfortable let alone wow. you know us um and these people see a lot of people yeah. he was just he had he had stuff going on um but what was really interesting was that you know after you know spending the night like just asking any any anybody that he could for cigarettes and and booze and like just trying to suck as much attention mm. as he possibly could from the people around him. I saw him early the next morning and he was just a ghost. He was just a ghost. It was almost like this thing had just come through him the night before. It, wow. It, it, and um, it was just um. You know, yeah, people people had mentioned, yeah, some people don't make it all the way to Santiago. They get lost along the way. And he was he was one of those people. Yeah. Just just this sad, sorry creature that was looking for connection but just didn't know how to acquire yeah. it. Wow. Um yeah, no, he was what, connecting um, with people, but not in a very healthy way at all. No, no, that sounds quite disturbing. Well, I thought I'd I thought I'd met a quite a I didn't not a demon, so to speak, but somebody I didn't get along with, uh, um, John the Scot. And uh, it was kind of a, it was, lo looking back, it was amusing because um, basically, I, when I first started the community, I was just reading people say, "Hello, I'm Stu. I'm from England. Sorry about Brexit." <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just a bit of break the ice. It was because it's one of my my defense mechanisms is humor, and yeah, um, sure. and then. And so I was there with John and, and and he just, so let's not talk about politics. And the first thing he does is he sits down at the table, starts talking about politics and, um, and saying how much, and I'm, an, I am not a Brexiteer. I'm very much a Remainer. I think Europe's a great thing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The, sorry, the European Union. Um, and then he he starts going. Well, just because I voted for Brexit doesn't make doesn't mean I'm an idiot. And um, I had a couple of um, Riocas, should we say? And I was like, Well, I beg <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no! Yeah, and uh, so, yeah, that is basically I just got, I got up and I was like, Look, it's one of the reasons why I'm not in England right now. I've had enough of this, and I need to just be. A... But I thought my demon was bad. Your sounds awful. <laughs> Um, you know what? I thought he was bad. And then the next morning, this, this pirate like figure rocked up and like the, the demon was like disturbing, you know, in all that he kind of like represented of these, 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 this, this lost, um, pilgrim archetype, but the, like, I kind of met another one of these figures, um, the next day, like not long after I'd seen, you know, the demon, um, you know, or rather the man, yeah. like post, post, um, yeah. exorcism. <laughs> um, and yeah, he was just this super belligerent, drunk, aggressive pirate, like pilgrim hmm. who, um, 
I, I've never been so close to punching someone in my life, but wow. boy, boy, like the way he was acting, he would like, he, he'd step in front of like cars that were passing the Alberg and just like would, would yell at them and say like, what are you doing here? Like, it's like, dude, it's not your city. What, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I, I mean, and I'd met other people who were, you know, like as far as I was concerned, pretty distasteful, but like in the space of 24 hours, I just got hit with like a few whammies and like these two guys were just in this, this, this otherworldly kind of darkness that I hadn't experienced Mm. much before or rather hadn't, hadn't got so intimately close to before. Yeah. I I met one very disturbed gentleman um but he had also he had a kindness about him as well but i think there's a touch of schizophrenia going on maybe but it's not my place to sort of diagnose somebody um but he's had sort of mental health issues and and drug issues along on along over the years but he'd been walking for 16 years gosh i can't remember what six he'd been walking for 16 years so, so he's that's what he does. He just he's just homeless guy, and he chose to do the way, and then he's and then and it was it was really fascinating. Oh, I wish I could. He's in my is my um. He'll be in the book. So anybody listening, buy the book. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's um, it's really fun. It's really funny you said because everyone's got their story of like mm. you know the person they knew who walked the furthest or, or the longest, and yeah. I met a guy right at the end who'd walked all the way from the Black Sea. Wow. To Santiago. And then after that, I'd met someone else who had walked all the way from Santiago to Jerusalem via Rome. Yeah. You know, done all three, you know, Caminos, so yeah. to speak. Um, but 16 years, man, that's, that's, that is incredible. That's Forrest Gump on a whole new level. Oh, totally. And when I first met him, he was, I can't remember his name, but he was just beautiful, fragile. Um, he was like, he was like a grown little boy. It was like, and then he met this Irish guy and they were drinking. And then I saw, and he did warn me. He said, he said, sometimes the demon comes out. And then, um, oh God. and then I saw him when he'd been drinking. And I was just like, Oh, there it is. I'll just, and he's like, Oh, don't leave. And I was like, oh, I think I need to now. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. I, I will yeah. let this part of you be. And because I can't add anything or, or give any comfort in this moment. Um, yeah. And, but if we if I come across your path again and um, it's and, and it doesn't feel dangerous, then I will interact. You just got to trust your gut on these things. Um, yeah, I was going to say something else. I can't remember what it was. Um, so, what do you think you got from the Camino? Um, oh come on, man! Is that too heavy? <laughs> come on! Um, so much, so much. Um, um, I guess I'll start with the lessons I learned. One that um, never make assumptions ever. Like as soon as you think something will be a certain way, yeah, you're wrong. You're actually wrong. Mm. You know, like you can you can make assumptions like you know I reckon the sun's gonna come out tomorrow. Like cool, good assumption. You know, high, 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 high likelihood yeah. it could. But when you still play within that um, that that shadow of doubt um one you like are humble enough to accept um something beyond your assumptions and and two you 
you don't get messed up when those expectations aren't met. And it was a real exercise time and time again of letting go of assumptions about people, about um, what the weather was going to be like. Oh, great. Mm. It's, it's going to be sunny, pouring with rain. Yeah. Um, oh, no more hills. Great. My leg's killing me. Oh, wait, no, we've still <laughs> got to get down. We've still <laughs> got to get down El, El Acebo. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, th- like, I, so that was, that was a deep, lesson that I'm I'm still trying to integrate because yeah. we live by assumptions. Our brains need to make assumptions to make sense of the world and keep us safe and keep things like orderly, you know, yeah. like keep things predictable. We look for predictability. Um, but unfortunately predictability doesn't really exist in its in its truest essence. Um and so I've connected to that the the kind of mystery beyond what I think I know. Yeah. As well as um just accepting death you know, you know, like my own mortality as um, something that's, you know, ever present, um, like, or rather um, that ever pre- present sense that, you know, I don't know how long I have. Mm. Um, so this, this truly is like a life that I need to live um, as, as fully as I possibly can. Um, and then um, just like, that 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 loss is is such a it's it's a beautiful and natural thing and in fact when i'd started the the whole journey of going through europe um my friend josh and i were joking around and um you know he he summarized travel as forming attachments letting go and grief you know and then repeating that cycle throughout the length of your traveling experience and the camino really exemplified that oh yeah you form attachments that are so strong and beautiful and pure or not. Yeah. You let them go. But regardless of, you know, how strong they were, you've let something go and you may never see it again. Um, and so just, I think getting more in touch with that deeper sense of just letting, letting things go um, is definitely something I'm living with. And I guess finally, just how f- fucking wonderful people are yeah you know yeah yeah absolutely how, how wonderful people are and just that just that magic is real when you really need something like there's there's always someone there's someone within you know your sphere of reality that that can give you exactly what you yeah. need humans can be altruistic and that's probably one of the biggest and most beautiful things that I've learned from, from that experience is like the altruism of humanity is what keeps us thriving. And hopefully we can take that in the future if we don't mess it up too badly. Thank you so much for, for being on the show. It's great to see you. And uh, <laughs> give us your, your website address um, for, the, for the listeners. Yep, absolutely. Um, is- so um, you can, if, if you want to follow my music, you can look up Blooming. You may have to be a little bit more specific than that and go Blooming melbourne singer songwriter i'm i'm in the process of coming out of a long hibernation with my music but um this has been a real kickstarter for me and um yeah you can find me on spotify you can find a couple of videos on youtube you can find me on facebook um under patrick blooming if you ever want to reach out and find out more about the camino and talk talk things out um yeah um, I can give you my details and you can pass them on, Stu. Yeah, I'll put them in the description. It's been wonderful to see you. And one one last thing, Buen Camino. 
Uh, <laughs> do you know, there were so, some moments where I got so sick of hearing yeah. that. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's like, shut up. Not again. Shut up. It's, a, Camino. it's not a good Camino. It's mostly with the tourists in the last hundred kilometers or whatever. It yeah, was. My, like, oh my God. When Camino. Yeah. Oh, I've just done the last uh, 400 miles. Shut up. Yeah. Where were you? Um, exactly. No, but when Camino to you too, Stu, yeah. it's, it's always a pleasure spending time with you and, you know, hearing your voice and seeing you again. Um, yeah. And yeah, looking forward to seeing you sometime this year when I move to Europe. Yeah, absolutely. we had always thought you lived in London. Don't know why. <laughs> it's a strange thing. <laughs> well, hopefully, well, I'll see you some sometime later in there. It'd be wonderful. And um, I walk in the Portuguese trail. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yeah. When you're doing that, Might just, um, sometime in July or August. So, oh, if anyone wants to join me with my beautiful pink guitar, Juanita, um, <laughs> get in touch. Excellent. Namaste. 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 Go. <laughs> Take care, man. Bye-bye.